0: Welcome to the Crispin Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Crispin. Thanks for listening this Tuesday, July 13th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include mortgages for 99-year-olds, my interview with Mike Brown on lenders' accuracy and timeliness, and the latest inflation figures in the form of today's CPI report. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, Black Knight. Black Knight is a premier provider of innovative, high-performance technology, data, and analytics for first mortgages and home equity products. From point of sale through closing, the company's trusted loan origination system, Empower, as well as its integrated end-to-end origination solutions deliver unmatched capabilities, functionality, and support to increase processing efficiencies and lower operational costs for lenders, as well as improve the home buying experience for borrowers. Black Knight leads the mortgage technology space helping clients of all sizes conquer business challenges and provide borrowers with the advanced digital capabilities they increasingly expect. When one thinks of a constitutional amendment, many think of the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms from 1789, the Thirteenth Amendment, which signed into law the end of slavery in 1865, or the Sixteenth, which saw the creation of nationwide income taxes in 1913. Remember the congressional process taught to us in junior high? Two-thirds majority vote in both the House of Representatives and the Senate, or by a constitutional convention, ratified by three-fourths of the states. Is affordable housing worthy of a constitutional amendment? I guess some real estate agents think so. We're so interested in affordable housing for first-time homebuyers, and what people in their 20s and 30s are doing, we forget about the other end. A mortgage you can have until you are 99 years old? Yep, at least in England. It's the latest in a string of home loans aimed at satisfying the growing demand for later life borrowing with deals that last well into retirement. One bank says it will now let people carry on holding one of its mortgages until they are 99 and its maximum age for a new borrower applying for a home loan is an impressive 85, timely. For the links to those stories, as well as the latest on employment opportunities, lender services and products, company-sponsored training and events, and lender and investor tidbits, Visit RobChristman.com. For today's interview, I wanted to bring on Mike Brown, Managing Director for the Origination Technology Performance Division of Black Knight, a premier provider of integrated software, data, and analytics to the mortgage industry. He is responsible for working to establish the vision and long term sales strategy that combines multiple Black Knight lending products, including artificial intelligence, enterprise business intelligence, point of sale, fee service, pricing, product and eligibility, and closing These solutions can integrate with any loan origination system and help all size lenders improve profitability and increase operational efficiency. Mike has more than 15 years of working within different sectors of the mortgage ecosystem with lenders of all sizes. His experience in mortgage sales, leadership, origination technology, and his understanding of servicing gives Mike the unique perspective to address the challenges lenders and vendors face within the mortgage technology space and help position them for success. Yesterday, we talked about the loan origination process and how Black Knight is identifying ways to reduce the cost to originate a loan. We had talked from a high level, some of the innovation and investments that Black Knight worked through. So I was hoping we could get a little more granular and you could explain some of the aspects of the origination process that Black Knight is actually focused on.
1: Sure, you know, um, specifically, you know, as we talk about, that front end aspect. We talk about fees and pricing, which is a huge focus of ours. But you know, the key thing, Robbie, that's really been a challenge for almost every lender is, is actually implementing the software. Um, when you implement software, there needs to be a real key focus at the executive level of, of getting to the finish line. The approach that we take as we go to different lenders, shapes and sizes is here's an out of the box software that's going to solve 80 to 90% of everything you need. Let's get that out there and let's figure out the 15 or 10% of things that may not be out of the box and worry about them later because the efficiency gains don't take place unless you cleanly implement the software. That was a really big pain point and has been for the last three or four years as rates continue to go down, capacity goes up, clients are throwing bodies at projects, but then continually asking for the, you know, the odd type of loan that they may do three or five percent of their overall portfolio and, and really focusing on making sure they have everything software and, and then falling short in the end. So the lenders that we see are being really successful are the ones that are dedicating the resources and really at the executive level, driving home, you know, let's get this out of the box and and let's, let's make sure we're there. So for example, if we're going to deliver accurate fees, let's make sure we're we're integrated for the specific fees to the front end, along with the LOS, same thing with the pricing, right? So any point of sale with the borrower, the loan officer touching, ensure that the pricing is integrated seamlessly and starting with something like giving it just to the borrower and then giving it to the LOs and just getting it out the door.
0: That's a great point. And borrowers are getting smarter by being able to see more options in the market and it's because lenders have more clarity into the loan origination process. But I guess having so much information can be overwhelming to both borrowers and lenders. What suggestions do you have for lenders today to make sure they are efficient in their processes with all the information they now have at their fingertips?
1: The ones that are really successful in the space are, are the ones that are taking as much work off the loan officer's plate as possible. So that loan officer, you know, those borrowers today have access to all kinds of pricing, rates, lenders digitally. Um, and, and it's pretty, it can be pretty overwhelming, but it can also be, you know, challenging for the lender to keep the borrower. Um, and when a a lender and the great example is just retention strategy. Like if if a lender has a great retention strategy on their borrower, um, and how to keep them top of mind and and how to keep them moving and, and swimming alongside them throughout their journey of life when they do maybe one or two or six loans, you know, that's huge. But the biggest successful lenders that we see here are the ones that are, are letting the loan officers go and sell and just spend time to their, the, the time they need to to engage with the borrower and not having the, the loan officers, you know, looking and verifying documents or doing, doing tasks that can be done by somebody who's who's not actually a producer, right? Um, that's what we see as, as a key point in terms of you know becoming ver- more efficient. Uh, let the salespeople sell, let the processors process and the underwriters underwrite uh, in a meaningful manner.
0: To that point, I think a lot of lenders worked on implementing or researching new technologies throughout the pandemic. Do you think that lenders will revert back to their old ways due to comfort level or habits? Or will we see this new technology be used efficiently moving forward?
1: You know, I I don't think going backwards is is even an option anymore. Um, And I can speak specifically from the e-close perspective. We saw a huge surge in interest at first and second quarter last year in getting e-close implemented. And that continues to pick up momentum uh, with a lot of the large lenders who maybe didn't have time to, to really do it. I think there's a recognition at the C-level that in order to be competitive with the industry leaders, you know, um, you need to have a digital footprint. Um, you need to have technology investments uh, but you also need to be smart about your technology investments because every dollar that you spend on having your developers do something that you could potentially have a a, um, a partner do is a dollar that, you know, is hard cost to them. So I don't see a revert back to, quote unquote, the old ways. Um, if anything, I think there's there's even at the the, you know. What I would consider the, the mid or, 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 or smaller tier lenders, there's a great investment going on right now in, in technology.
0: Definitely. And I, I think it'll be very beneficial for people to tune in tomorrow when we talk about how lenders can be more proactive and increase productivity. Looking at rates, money flows in the world pretty freely. And so investors pay attention to what is happening elsewhere around the globe. Support is growing among European central bank policymakers to reduce bond buying in response to an improving economy. Sound familiar? Some investors are shifting into emerging market bonds and dividend-paying stocks after a plunge in U.S. Treasury yields. Despite expectations for higher rates, the yield on the 10-year Treasury stood at 1.35% on Friday, down from a high of 1.77% in March. But of course, MBS prices have lagged given prepayment and credit fears. The reopening of the U.S. economy has led to growth, but difficulties in hiring and a shortage of materials have slowed expansion and have increased inflation, the Federal Reserve said in a semi-annual report to Congress. The report, however, reaffirms the Fed's view that the economy is clearly recovering from the pandemic. As the economy climbs out of the depths of last year's recession, the minutes from the last FOMC meeting revealed that the Federal Reserve is contemplating next steps in terms of monetary policy. Discussion was had around whether to reduce purchases of mortgage-backed securities first or at a faster pace than treasury bonds when the decision is made to reduce their balance sheet. These changes are likely to happen before the end of the year, while there is no expectation for a change to the Fed funds rate until 2022. Remember, the working definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth as measured by a country's gross domestic product. So GDP going from 3.1% to 3.0% to 2.9% is technically a recession. Yesterday was a quiet start to the week in the bond market, although there was strong demand during an auction for $38 billion in 10-year T-notes. The recent drop in Treasury yields, the 10-year note fell as low as 1.25% last week, suggest investors are much less concerned now with runaway inflation. That could all change with today's June inflation CPI report. Lenders were very interested in the Mortgage Bankers Association's latest forbearance and call volume survey, which revealed that the total number of loans now in forbearance decreased by 11 basis points to 3.76% of servicers' portfolio volume in the prior week as of July 4th. According to MBA's estimate, 1.9 million homeowners are in forbearance plans. Today's economic calendar began with the NFIB Small Business Activity Index for June, up 2.9 to 102.5, the highest it's been in many months. We've also received the June Consumer Price Index report, up 0.9%, on overall and core, much stronger than expected. Expectations were for increases of 0.3% month-over-month month and 4.7% year-over-year, year, with the core rising 0.4% and 4.0%. Later this morning brings Redbook same-store sales for the week ending July 10th and the June budget deficit from the CBO. All 12 Fed district banks are hosting a webinar where speakers include Atlanta's Bostitch, Minneapolis's Kashkari, and Boston's Rosengren. The desk of the New York Fed will conduct two MBS purchase operations, targeting up to $5.24 billion, 30 year or 2% and 2.5%. We begin the day with agency MBS prices worse, slashed down almost an eighth, and the tenure yielding one38 after closing Monday at 1.36% due to strong CPI inflation numbers. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. My dad says he sees people about his age mountain climbing. He feels good about getting his leg through his underwear without losing his balance. (laughs) Thanks to our sponsor, Black Knight. As the mortgage industry continues to evolve and embrace digital capabilities to improve and enhance the origination process, you can count on the innovative and integrated solutions from Black Knight to keep your lending team ahead of the curve.